It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Unless you're talking about the bridge and seaport, even from the seats in the upper decks, you can see the seashore. Tailgate function with the carny aside and just walk from the tribal building for the Padres on mine. Yeah, because for the 619, we'll knock you down. Anything for the brown, put it on the town. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Baby says you want to go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 249 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. The San Diego Padres, they're not going down without a fight. They're not even going down right now. They're in this series. Padres just tied up the series. NLDS with the Los Angeles Dodgers took one of two, which is what we wanted. Took the second of two in L.A. to tie this one up at one. Five to three was the final score. Taking it back to Petco Park now this weekend. Padres fans, let's pack Petco Park this weekend. First playoff game at home in front of the full crowd since 2006. This is going to be my first playoff game ever that I've been to. I'm so pumped for Friday and then Saturday because we know Saturday's guaranteed now. So we're going to be able to see Snell on Friday, Musgrove on Saturday. Let's go. Uh, What a win tonight. That was a crazy freaking game i mean there's games that i've watched in the past in the postseason that are really really nuts and back and forth and extra innings and it goes to like the 18th inning like that dodger red Sox world series game did uh in like 2018 or whatever but when your team is actually in that playoff game it's like not really fun like when the padres had the lead there especially when crony had the big uh insurance home run there I was like, okay, yeah, this is great now. I I felt confident. But when Robert Suarez is on the mound there and it's first and third in the sixth inning and no outs, it's like, oh, no, here we go. Because it was a 4-3 game at that point. A 4-3 game and uh, it's bases loaded. At one point, two outs, gets out of it. There was second and third in that same inning before they walked Freddie Freeman to load the bases. Second and third with one out, got the grounder to third base. I mean, it was nuts. I was sitting there. I'm like, yes, I believe in Robert Suarez. I think he's going to get the job done. But you're, you're still sitting there. And it's like, well, it's the postseason. They're playing the Dodgers. Fox is showing the bullpen inning streak score, you know? And you just don't really – you just feel like something's going to go wrong, you know? Like, that's just Padres baseball, it feels like. But this team kept fighting. Yeah, you Darvish didn't have his best stuff. Um, he pitched good and he ended up having, I guess, a, a, a good start, but 
I wasn't expecting him to give up three home runs. He should have given up two, by the way. That's how wild this game was. I mean, we can talk about the back and forth and all that, but, I mean, the umpiring was crap. Uh, you had, Who was the home plate umpire? I'm blanking on the guy's name. He was so bad. Uh, let me check here. Home plate umpire Chris Siegel. That's his name. So he misses that U Darvish breaking ball. That's a strike on Max Muncy. And then later that at bat hits a home run. By the way, I don't I have no idea how he hit that home run, but it's a pitch on the outside uh, part of the plate. Muncy pulls it for a home run. And it's like, of course, that happened after the umpire screwed up the call. Manny made sure that the third base umpire knew it. Um, so that didn't work out for the Padres. But then you have Trey Turner make that error at shortstop, and then Profar drives in the go-ahead run to make it 4-3 and capitalizes on Turner's error. It was just such a back-and-forth game, such a wild, wild game. I mean, I haven't even mentioned Manny homering in the first inning, just, you know, while the crowd is saying, Manny sucks, they're chanting Manny sucks, and then he hits a bomb off Kershaw. Like, no, Manny doesn't suck. Um, yeah, and then he drives in the second run, and then Crony with the ground ball uh, to first base gets the third run in. He was huge today, freaking huge from Crony. Um, Profar with the go-ahead single after the Turner error. That was big, obviously. And then, obviously, Suarez, he's probably the number one MVP in this game for me, I would think, just, to, just because of how huge he was getting out of those jams. Uh, but Manny's up there. Crony has to be up there. I mean, he drove in two runs in this game. The Padres won by two runs. Manny drove in two runs. Padres won by two runs, you know. So it was great to see some of the Padres all-stars come through tonight, right? There's been, you know, in the wildcard series, obviously, it was Trent Grisham that came through and Austin Nola and different guys. Profar, he's one of the others. He came through tonight as well. But like Jake Cronenworth, all-star, Manny Machado, all-star, uh, Josh Hader, all-star caliber. You know, he comes through, gets the save in the ninth. He gets out of the eighth, right? I did like the short hook, by the way, by uh, Bob Melvin on, when Nick Martinez was pitching in that eighth inning. Martinez allows a base runner, and Bomel is like, all right, you're done. Brings in Hader. Of course, I was nervous that Josh Hader wouldn't be able to finish it off uh, because he just doesn't usually pitch well going more than one inning. He hasn't done that in a while, but he finished it off. That's all that matters. Got that uh, pop out, I believe, in the eighth to uh, Grisham. And then in the ninth, gets two quick outs. And Freddie almost hit a bomb. I thought that was gone. But it goes off the wall. And you have the game-tying run at the plate. And who was that last batter? He ends up getting Will Smith out, I think, right? Yeah, Will Smith flies out to right. Padres win, even up the series. What a wild game. I mean, yeah, the broadcasters, they were, they, they could not uh, contain themselves when anything positive happened with the Dodgers. But uh, when something happens, you know, with the Padres, uh, you know, they're, they, they're, they pretend to be excited and then they just go right back to talking about the Dodgers and stuff. Um, but just, this is just, what a game. I, I was exhausted after watching that game. I don't know about you guys. Let me know in the chat what your guys' reactions to that game and who'd you say, who would you say uh, was the MVP of this game. I mean, you could go so many different directions. I mean, Darvish, yeah, he gave up those three home runs. He should have only allowed two because the Muncie home run shouldn't have even counted. So when you think about it, the Padres probably should have won this game 5-2. to two. But, hey, a win is a win. I don't care how they won. They ended up winning. And now they have the off day tomorrow. You got Snell in what is going to be an insane environment at Petco Park on Friday. I mean, I don't think anyone in the city of San Diego who's going to that game is going to be working that day. Uh, maybe a little bit in the morning, but it is going to be packed down there. 5.30-something, 5.37, I think, is the first pitch. So, amazing. Um yeah, Manny says in the chat here, Padres probably arriving around midnight to 1 a.m. today. Yeah, probably. Uh, there's probably going to be fans waiting there. I mean, just crazy, crazy, crazy night. I don't know if you could say that there was never a doubt 
in this game, right? Like the Padres had the lead, and then the Dodgers came back, and then the Padres had a lead again. It just wasn't in the bag until Suarez probably got out of that jam. I mean, or well, after the crony home run down the right field line. I think that's when I thought that the game, uh, that's when I thought the Padres won the game. Um, Crony giving them extra insurance, meaning because that meant that the Dodgers had to get at least one more guy on the bases for it to be, uh, to have the game tying run up at the plate. And they got that in the ninth inning. But as I tweeted out, uh, as Hader pitched going into that ninth inning, and Hader, I trust, I mean, yeah, he was facing the top of the order, but Josh Hader, he's just pitched different. I just have a different confidence in him since he fixed his mechanics. And he's been pretty darn solid for the last 10, 11 outings or whatever it is since he's fixed it. And I think he got a little bit of a wider stance, like his landing position is a little wider. Uh, so things are working there for him. And this bullpen, I mean, if you have Joe Musgrove and you have you Darvish in this rotation, and if Blake Snell can pitch better than he did against the Mets in the wild card series, you have those three guys. That's probably the main three starters that you're going to need. Uh, and you could go a bullpen day and not have club pitch the fourth day. You have the bullpen. And at this offense, they start hitting home runs. And, you know, they had a couple today, obviously. They take advantage of the other team's mistakes like they did tonight. This team is dangerous. This team can definitely beat the Dodgers. And I already tweeted it out. Christopher Mad Dog Russo on MLB Network the other day before this series started predicted a sweep, predicted that the Dodgers were going to sweep the Padres, didn't give the Padres any chance to win this series. Well, guess what? He was wrong. David Ortiz, in his prediction, said Dodgers in three. He was wrong. All of those Fox people, except A-Rod tonight. A-Rod says Dodgers in four, but... Um, all of the Fox people, by the way, all the Fox analysts, Frank Thomas, all of them, they all picked the Dodgers to win the series, and that's expected. They're the favorites, but they didn't give us really a chance. I mean, Frank Thomas says Dodgers in five, so he has the Padres winning two games. Uh, but like David Ortiz saying Dodgers sweep, like there were people, many people that thought this would be a sweep. The Padres have no chance. They're looking at the Padres' regular season record against the Dodgers. Uh, and after yesterday, 5-15 and 15 against the Dodgers this year, I guess they don't understand that it does not matter what the Padres did in the regular season against the Dodgers. It, does, it matters zero anymore. No, does not matter at all. The Padres are a better team than they were when they were playing the Dodgers earlier this year in the regular season. It's a different roster. The lineup, almost top to bottom, is hitting well. Uh, if it's in one series, if it's the nine-hitter or the eight-hitter like it was in the Mets series, then the next series, it's Manny. It's Crony. You know, it's different guys. It's Profar, right? Profar, he was slid down from the leadoff spot tonight to the seven-hole, and he comes up with the go-ahead RBI single. And he was my Padre pick today. I had a feeling. Chip on his shoulder, got taken out of the leadoff hole, comes down in the seven spot, boom, base hit. Like, this team, they can do something special here. Now, look. This is one game. They won one game, so I'm not going to say, oh, they're going to go win the World Series, but I'm just tired of, or I was tired entering the series, and I'm definitely tired of people not giving the Padres respect when it comes to the Dodgers. You have idiot writers like uh, Bill Plasky in the LA Times calling the, Padre, calling the Padres the adorable little Padres and calling us the little brother to the Dodgers and just pretty much not respecting the Padres at all and telling Dodger fans, here's why you should hate the Padres. And you Darvish, uh, he cheated the fans when he was with the Dodgers, and Manny Machado didn't hustle, and just totally trashing the Padres. I'm tired of that. The Padres earned, I think, Major League Baseball's respect tonight with this win. Back and forth, you had great plays by the Dodgers. Gratterall on that bunt by Grisham, getting Myers at home. Uh, you had the play by Bellinger. I don't know if that's really a great play, but... He made the catch. It was an over-the-shoulder over shoulder catch. It was a, I guess it was a good catch based on how crappy his route was to the ball. But, okay, I mean, but you had, it, my point is it was a back-and-forth game. It was not guaranteed that the Padres were going to win this game. They won this game with you Darvish giving up three home runs. 
Like, think about that. They won this game with you Darvish not going seven innings and giving up one run like he did against the Mets. That's very, very encouraging. And shout out to this bullpen again. Hold on. Let me uh, check. Let me see the stats here. I mean, the bullpen. Suarez, two innings tonight, no runs. Obviously, sixth inning, gets out of that jam, right? You had first and third, no outs, gets out of it. Grounded to third, Manny checks Bellinger back, throws it over to first. Good play by Will, by the way. Tagging the back, tagging first base instead of trying to go after Trey Turner. Um, and then he gets the big double play, 4-6-3. Shout out to my mom, by the way. We were watching the game on the couch, and she literally predicted it. Um, I was kind of mad because it took uh, four strikes to strike out Justin Turner. And in that, I think it was that sixth inning. Sorry, I was talking about the inning uh, after that, the seventh inning where they got the ground ball to third. The sixth inning, if we start there, he gets the strikeout at Turner, strikes him out twice because the umpire sucked. Uh, and I was kind of mad about that. And she's like, it's fine, it's fine. He's going to come up here, 4-6-3 double play. Very next pitch, 4-6-3 double play. Crony to Kim, to Myers. The dugout's reaction was amazing. Um, and then in the seventh inning, more trouble, right? More trouble, second and third, one out. Gets the ground ball to third, like I just mentioned. Manny throws it to first, good play by Will. And then he gets the uh, fly out to uh, center, I believe, right? Fly out to center. Um, Grish made it more tough on Robert Suarez there. He should have caught that ball. He he dove, should have caught that ball. He didn't, and uh, that extended Suarez's inning, but he got out of it, and that's all I care about. Robert Suarez is probably the MVP of this game. Uh, on the pitching side, definitely, getting out of both of those jams, and then Hayter getting out of, Kind of trouble there in the eighth, getting out of trouble there in the ninth. Big job, great job out of him. Uh, and I just go back to the offense coming through today, taking advantage, kind of like how the Dodgers took advantage yesterday of the Will Myers error at first base. The, Do uh, the Padres took advantage of the Dodgers today. Uh, Trey Turner for getting out of play shortstop, just botching that ground ball. Profar with the go-ahead single, right? Um, Little things like that. That ended that ended up being huge. That was the go-ahead single. And then Crony with the insurance home run. Uh, just the little things. Crony grounding, doing his job. A great at-bat there. What inning was that? Uh, the third inning, I think. Yeah, top of the third after Manny doubled. Um, Crone had the sacrifice ground ball to first base and brought home a run. Little things like that. The fundamental baseball. I mean, they did... They played good team fundamental baseball a little bit last night, but they did it pretty much the whole way through tonight. Yeah, the second inning, uh, I think they had second and third, one out. Grisham and Nola struck out, but Clayton Kershaw, he had an amazing slider. Like, you're not going to do anything about that. But for me, it was what they did after that. Kershaw only pitched five innings because the Padres were having some good at-bats off of him, and he really had to grind through that end of that outing. Kind of the same like Darvish. Uh, both sides were able to get the starting pitcher out relatively soon. Uh, both guys went five innings. Um, but yeah, I just can't say enough about the team's effort as a whole. Uh, the bullpen tonight, just huge, huge. Um, I'm confident Hater. They got Suarez in. I was kind of surprised that they didn't have anyone warming up. Like they didn't have Garcia warming up or they didn't have Tim Hill for a lefty warming up. Um, but they were confident in Josh Hader there. They had they their faith was all in Josh Hader. And I was fine with that. Like I had faith in him too, but it's just the backup plan, right? That worry that okay, because Hader, he wasn't on his best game today, but that's another encouraging thing. He still fought through it and he still ended up shutting him out. Right. There were a lot of fastballs up and in, or fastballs just outside of the zone in general. And he wasn't pumping the strike zone. But he got through it. You know, some, sometimes he was effectively wild. Sometimes Dodger hitters were swinging at that pitch up, right? So just props to pretty much everyone tonight. I mean, really. Kim, one for five. Soto, one for five. Manny, two for five. Two RBIs. Kim, Soto, Manny all scored a run. Drury, one for five. Cronoworth, one for four. Scored two runs. Drove in two runs. Myers, one for four. Profar, two for three. 
the first seven hitters in this Padres lineup tonight at least got one hit. And obviously, four of them scored runs, or at least one run. Crony scored two runs. Huge. Absolutely huge. And Petco Park, it's going to be electric on Friday. I don't know. I mean, lines are going to be packed. Uh, I'm sure... I'm sure people are just going to take the day off, have the long weekend, and go Friday, Saturday, games three and four, Snell and Musgrove, and uh, hopefully the Padres can close it out at Petco. That would be amazing, right? Series tied 1-1. They win Friday and Saturday, and boom, they can clinch it there, beat the Dodgers. I mean, that would be insane, but I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I'm probably, to be honest, I sh we should probably be expecting a game five on Sunday night. Uh, because the Dodgers, they're not out of this. I'm just really pumped up that the Padres are in this and that there's a lot of people that are wrong right now, right? Because a lot of people expected the Padres to get swept by the Dodgers. They weren't giving them any chance. They were just looking at the regular season. And, oh, you know, David Ortiz last night saying that, oh, the Dodgers are the Padres' daddies and you got to try something different. I mean, great analysis. Try something different. That there's, That's no analysis. You could have me go up there and say that. But I guess they, if you wanted them to do something different, what was that something different? I guess have multiple guys hit home runs tonight. I mean, the bullpen did what they do. You Darvish, he gave three home runs and they still won this game. I, I keep going back to that. Like their ace, he kept them in the game, but he didn't pitch amazing, but they still won, right? There was contributions from almost everyone in the lineup. And if they didn't contribute, in the lineup, I mean, Nola obviously caught the whole game. Uh, amazing. I'd be stupid to not mention Austin Nola throwing out Mookie Betts there. What inning was that? In the fifth inning, I think. Yeah, fifth inning. Darvish threw over like three straight times to Mookie on first. And then right when Darvish delivered the ball to the plate, Mookie ran. Nola, he doesn't have this amazing arm. You know, he doesn't have an arm that's like, oh, he can throw anyone out because of how fast he can get it down to second base. But he, he it was a perfect throw right to Jake Cronenworth's glove. And obviously Cronenworth, he didn't have to really do anything, but it was a perfect tag. And they got him by a hair. Just It was a perfect slow-mo re, replay, you know, the replay cam that they have. Perfect angle that showed that how, how close that play was and how perfect that throw by Nola had to be. And it was absolutely perfect. He nailed it. Um, so I have to mention him. I mean, everyone contributed today. Who didn't contribute? I mean, Grisham maybe, but he still was in center and made those outs on those fly balls when uh, Hader was pitching to end the night, right? Um, and Or no, Suarez, the fly ball to him in center. right? I know that one clanked off his glove, but he's solid usually defensively. And he carried them in the wild card series, right? So I'm, I'm not going to get too mad at Grisham, but pretty much everyone came through today. Talk about a team win. And I know they're going to have to do that two more times if they're going to want to win this series, but I'm just happy that it's 1-1. Everyone, not everyone, but most people were freaking out last night about Bowmills managing decisions and, oh, you shouldn't have taken out, or you should have taken out Clev earlier. You shouldn't have left him in. Um, but I mean... Look, winning both games here at Dodger Stadium or at Dodger Stadium, that would have been nice. But they took one of two. That's what I wanted, at least. I don't know about you guys. That's what I wanted going into Dodger Stadium. You're playing an 111 win team, a team that has had your number all year. They've had your number since 2011, right? In terms of season series, um, take one game, and then it turns into a best of three. That's the scenario situation right now. It turns into a best of three. Take two out of three. Two of those three home games are at home. You have Snell, game three. You have Musgrove, game four on Saturday. And then probably Darvish on short rest on Sunday if there's a game five. I'll take that. And with this Padres bullpen that they have, they have the day off tomorrow. And then you can go all in for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I'm pumped up. If you're not pumped up, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to go through the chat here. We'll get to some quotes and stuff um, after the game, from what happened after the game, players and stuff, what they said, what Bowmill said, uh, like usual. But if you guys had any takeaways that I have not mentioned yet, feel free to put them in the chat if you want to support the channel. 
You can use the Super Chat button to make sure I get to those comments or those questions. But a wild night, a wild game. I mean, again, back and forth. You had the home runs by the Dodgers early. You had the home run by Manny early. Uh, the home run that shouldn't have been because of the umpire's crappy missed strike call on the 69-mile-an-hour pitch that was a strike. Um, you had the plays by the Dodgers after the Padres uh, had scored and took the lead 4-3. You had the Trey Turner error. Um, you know, Gratterall, Bellinger, Crony obviously coming through with the big insurance home run. Suarez getting out of those jams in the sixth, in the seventh. Right, sixth inning, first and third, no outs, gets out of it. Seventh inning, second and third, one out, gets that out. Bases loaded, two outs, gets out of it. Uh, just huge. And then the ninth inning, uh, Dodgers get a runner on, Freeman on second, and then Hader comes through there to finish the game. I mean, just a wild, wild game, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, I don't know how much, like 20 years from now, I don't know how much I'm going to remember from this game because of how many things happened. And I'm probably going to be like, if someone says, remember when that happened? Oh, yeah, that happened. I don't remember that. Uh, what I'm probably going to remember is probably the double play in that sixth inning from Suarez and the Crony home run. Uh, I went nuts when Crony hit that home run. Uh, just so happy for him. Like Again, the, go, going back to people doubting. There were people doubting him, and they were like, oh, Crony's got to be better, which I agreed with. But I was like, have some faith. Bomel had faith in Grisham even when he was struggling to end September, what happened in the wildcard series? That faith paid off, right? You keep him in the lineup. There was discussions going into this series. Oh, should Crony be in the lineup? Should Crony be in the lineup? I mean, he really struggled. Maybe you should put Drury at second. Nonsense. Jake Cronenworth's a second baseman. He's hitting in the middle of this lineup every day, every game for the rest of this postseason. Like, I just don't care what anyone says. That's what's happening. Bomel has faith in him, and so I was really glad to see that pay off on the field in a big way. I mean, the ground ball to first gave the Padres the 3-2 lead at that point, and then the home run gave the Padres a 5-3 lead. Uh, and that was a bomb, by the way. And he was pumped up. The dugout was pumped up for him. Just so many good moments that happened in this game. Uh, getting to the chat here, Luis says, let's go. Lakeum says, literally 5.20 a.m. in England, but let's go Padres. Wow, 5.20 a.m. and you're up in England. Some applause for you for that. Manny, LFG, yep. David says, awesome game. What more can I say? What a team effort. I agree. I've already hit on that. Mike says, really? Was it really necessary to do this to my heart, which stopped three times? I really needed a one, two, three inning. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of those because uh, Darvish gave up those home runs. Uh, I think Kershaw, the first one, two, three inning, three inning that he had was like the fourth inning. So he had to wait on that. There was a lot of traffic on the base paths. Uh, a lot of jams, but hey, the Padres got out of it. They got a win, and that's what matters. Uh, slow pitch hero, Dodger Stadium quiet. Yeah, they were quiet. They were quiet after the Manny bomb. They were quiet after the Cronenworth bomb, uh, and they were probably quiet. I mean, there were some people leaving with two outs in the ninth inning with the Dodgers up. It's like, why are you leaving? You stayed the whole game, and you're leaving. That just kind of shows you the fan base. And by the way, I need to mention this. During the game, I forget what inning, but... Nola kind of got his bell rung on a foul ball, hit him in the mask. I posted this on Twitter, the video. And Dodger Stadium, as Bomel and the trainer were heading out to check on Nola to make sure he was okay, the Dodger Stadium was the Dodger Stadium crowd was booing. Like, come on, really? It's not like Manny's walking up to the plate. I understand that. They're checking to see if someone is okay and you're booing. It's not like Darvish was throwing over three times in a row like he did tonight. Even then, I still don't understand why people boo, but whatever. But booing when the trainer is coming out to make sure a player's okay? Like, come on. Uh, Williams says Suarez did it twice. Unbelievable. Yeah, getting out of those jams. Luis says our bullpen is amazing. Slow pitch hero. Let's walk him off this weekend. My Uncle Nick says horrible broadcast. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, Adam Amin, he could not stop yelling when the Dodgers did something really well. Uh, Mike bullpen kicked ass. I agree with that. Shut out again. They the last three games the bullpen has not allowed any runs in the postseason. So they have been absolutely huge. And Suarez was obviously the biggest one tonight. But Hader came through. Everyone who pitched tonight came through. Or, I mean, 
Nick Martinez, he got two outs, then he allowed a runner, and then Bomo pulled him. Like, very, very short leash. Uh, yeah, Mike says, hey, LA, hey, LA, what was that about a sweep? Yeah, yep. That prediction was wrong, Christopher Russo. I've had him on the show before. Uh, yeah, that was wrong. And, uh, you know, those people that say, oh, Dodgers, Padres, it's not a rivalry. Well, I think, I think it is. Dodger fans care. They have their Dodger writers writing about how it's not a rivalry and saying stuff before the series starts. Here's why you should hate the Padres. I think that's a rivalry. Um, let's see how, what Petco Park looks like in that environment this weekend. I think it's a rivalry. Daniel says, Robert effing Suarez. He was amazing tonight. I agree with this, Martin. Love the way the Potters are playing. Huge win, says Clay. Yep. Uh, Cameron here says, Yankees on the Padres. What? They don't even play the Yankees. Are you looking back at 1998 when I was negative five years old? The why are you even in here? We're talking about the Padres and the Dodgers game. Evan, I appreciate the super chat here. Let's effing go San Diego. It's our time, Ben. I hope so. Look, I don't want to jump ahead and, and, and be like, oh, this team's destined for the World Series. But tonight, they beat the Dodgers when people thought that they couldn't. And they beat them when their ace didn't pitch amazing. You know, that's a positive. This offense is performing well, pretty much top to bottom. The bullpen is the best bullpen in baseball. It still boggles my mind that MLB.com entering the postseason at the Padres as the worst postseason pitching staff. The worst postseason pitching staff that had Musgrove and Darvish on it, that had this bullpen, who hasn't given up a run in the postseason for the last three games, this bullpen was pitching well going into the postseason, had him as the worst postseason pitching staff. I don't understand it, but hey, chip on the shoulder, bulletin board material, and it's worked. So keep doubting the Padres. Keep sleeping on the Padres, please. And we'll keep making you sound wrong. Uh, like, look, I went into this series. I'm not, ex I didn't go into this series expecting the Padres to win the series. I went into this series expecting the Padres to win at least a game to keep this series competitive. And that's what has happened. The first two games of this series, both games were competitive. Yesterday, the Padres could have been in it, could have maybe won if some things went their way, if Cleb didn't pitch as bad as he did. But they fought back. It was 5 nothing at one point. They only lost by two, right? Uh, they had the game-tying run at the plate to end the game last night. Tonight, back and forth, back and forth. The bullpen shows up huge. Crony and Manny are huge. Profar comes up, you know? They win this game with Kershaw on the mound. And now they have Blake Snell, our two starter. It's probably Musgrove's the two, but Snell, technically in order, is the two starter against the Dodgers' three starter. Uh, I believe the media said that Tony Gonsolin is going to start Friday night for the Dodgers. I saw that somewhere. Let me make sure I'm correct on that. I saw that somewhere that they, because it was between Tyler Anderson and Tony Gonsolin. Yeah, Dave Roberts says Tony Gonsolin will start game three. So Gonsolin against Snell. I mean, Gonsolin was just coming off a rehab assignment a couple weeks ago. I don't know how long he's going to go. If Kershaw and Arias are only going five innings, how long is Gonsolin going to be when he's not fully built up, right? And Blake Snell, I don't think he's going to pitch as bad as he did against the Mets. He's pitched well against the Dodgers, right? So... I'm confident they can win Friday. And if they win Friday, then you have Joe Musgrove on the mound who just dominated the Mets, so much so that the opposing manager thought he was cheating. On the mound, he'll be on the mound for a potential clincher. So at home on Saturday. So it's going to be amazing this weekend at Petco Park. Uh, sold out definitely both games. Uh, my uncle says you have to move Soto in the lineup. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, it's working right now. I don't think they need to change it. I know they changed it with Kim and Profar today, but I mean, I personally wouldn't change it, to be honest. 
like it's working. The bottom of the lineup is working. Uh, they do. You don't want to move Soto and have like a righty there because then there's too many righties in a row, probably, uh, if a lefty's on the mound. So they do want to balance out the order still. Who would hit two if you're going to have, where would you put Soto? If you put Soto down in like the four or five hole, that puts more pressure on him. I like Soto in the two hole, to be honest. He still got on base tonight, right? He got a, uh, he had a liner that went right to, right to the second baseman tonight. I know that. He got a hit, went one for five, scored a run. Um, did he not walk tonight? Says he didn't walk. I swear he walked tonight, but maybe he didn't. But he still impacted the team positively tonight. I'd personally just leave the lineup the way it is. It's working. So I, I don't think you need to mess with it, to be honest. Yeah, I agree, Oceanside Boys 760. This weekend's going to be crazy going to the game. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be so many people trying to go to the game. I mean, it's sold out already. So if you're not going, then you're going to have to go get it off a of StubHub for a lot of money or something. Uh, but I'm sure there's going to be tons of people just wanting to be around Petco Park. Just to be around the environment, you know? And be at bars or whatever. I agree. Sixth inning was huge. I mean, that was the game, I thought. I mean, you have first and third, no outs. That's like panic mode. I know Suarez is in the game, but that's like, holy cow. I mean, they still, even after this, they have three more innings. How are they going to survive this? Well, you get a strikeout, a double, huge double play, next inning when there's runners on, ground ball to third to Manny, checks the runner, goes to first, good play by Will at the back end there. And uh, and then what'd they get? The, the fly out. Like, what I also liked about the bullpen and the pitching staff, I mean, they, they weren't afraid to pitch to some contact tonight. There were strikeouts. There were some big strikeouts. Suarez had a big strikeout as well, the Turner there. Justin Turner, that is. But they weren't afraid to pitch to contact. They got pop-ups. They got the big double play ground ball. Uh, they, were, they just wanted to attack the zone. Josh Hader... I wish he would have attacked the zone more. I mean, I'm not saying he wasn't trying to, but I wish he would have been inside the strike zone more consistently. I guess that's my one thing with the bullpen tonight. But other than that, I mean, they were really, really good tonight. Again, I agree, Luis. That Bob Melvin reaction to the double play was priceless. The whole dugout. I mean, Musgrove was pumped. Everyone was. Yeah, Mr. Robot here, I agree. Jake's blast to right was a bomb. I don't know how long that was. Did they say how long that home run was? I don't think they I don't I don't know. I don't I don't have it how long or how far that home run went, but no, he smashed that ball. That was not like a wall scraper or anything like that. Mike says, this is nothing compared to what the stadium is going to be like Friday night. Uh, I think he's talking about Dodger Stadium tonight. Probably. I mean, yeah. It's going to be loud. And, you know, Dodger fans, it's a weekend, Friday, Saturday. Even if it wasn't, they'd still be there because it's the playoffs. They're going to try to buy tickets off Padres fans. If you're listening to this or if you're watching this and you have, you're a Padres fan, you have tickets to the game, please do not sell your tickets. Just please, you don't know when the next time this is going to happen. Next time it's going to be Padres Dodgers playoff series at home like this, you know, in a series tied 1-1 and it's now turned into a best of three, right? You have home field advantage these in this best of three because that's what it's turned into. You don't know when the next time this is going to happen. This is the first time since 2006 you'd be able to be in that ballpark for a postseason game. Please do not sell your tickets to Dodger fans. If you're going to sell your tickets, make sure it goes to a Padres fan. Goes to Padres fans. Uh, because we want this to be a home field advantage. This isn't a regular season game where it's like, nah, I feel like watching this game at home. Uh, it's a Tuesday night. You know, there's going to be fights anyway. No, no, no. This is the postseason. This is what you have those tickets for. For people that have postseason, for people that have playoff uh, tickets because they had season tickets this year. You have those tickets so that you can have the priority uh, access. So you have the guaranteed tickets to the postseason. 
right? So use them. Take advantage of this. You know, you don't you don't know when if the Padres are going to get home playoff games next year. Like nothing is guaranteed. Enjoy this moment. Mike says Manny texted Big Poppy after the game because Ortiz gave him crap after last night's game. Is this true? Maybe you were watching the are you, were you watching the Fox post game broadcast and they said that? I'm not surprised. Manny showed up. Hit a bomb, drove in another run, made some good defensive plays. Yeah. Luis says, I have a feeling Snell's going to pitch well Friday. I feel like he pitches well against the Dodgers, especially at Petco. Yeah, I think so as well. I mean, let me look it up for you. What Snell has done this year against the Dodgers. I believe his last start against the Dodgers, he went five innings and didn't give up any runs. Or it might have been five innings, one run. Dodgers, September 27th. Five innings, no runs. If you get that out of Snell on Friday... I'll be happy with that. I don't think he has to go super long. I mean, look, the Dodgers starters are going five innings and their bullpen is still piecing it together. At least they did in game one, right? Like Snell, you're going to get what you want to, just get what you can get out of him because he didn't pitch that great against the Mets. Too many walks. He walked six guys against the Mets. That can't happen against the Dodgers or else the Padres, I really highly doubt they're going to win that game. So, Get what you can get. If you can get five shutout innings out of Snell like you did last time, or you can get six innings and one run, or five innings and one run even maybe, I think you should take that. Especially if you have a lead, take that and go to the bullpen. Because your bullpen has been amazing this postseason. Haven't allowed a run in the last three playoff games. You take that lead and run with it. You have Musgrove the next day. You're confident he'll give you a quality start. And you really try to go and win that game if you can on Friday with snow on the mound. Um, going through the comments here. Blake says, you guys have this series in the bag. It won't get back to L.A. The Padres are built. You could hear that noise in the background. I had the baseball reference page open and it kept playing like ads. Uh, Blake here says, you guys have this series in the bag, won't get back to L.A. Padres are built for the playoffs, Dodgers are not. I knew what it was the season. And the playoffs in baseball, it's like two different sports. Well, it's the same sport. It's like two different seasons. I'll say that. Uh, I mean, you can make the case that the Dodgers aren't built for the playoffs. Like, I mean, you can make that case every year for them because – they're, you know, they brag about making the postseason and winning all these division titles, but they have one Mickey Mouse ring to show for it in a, a season that was two months long. And Kershaw pitched like 50 innings, right? Like it wasn't a real season, but they brag about that. But you have one ring with all of that winning. So, yeah, maybe they're not. They don't have a real closer. They're kind of piecing it together. Uh, their rotation I mean, past Urias, it doesn't scare me. Kershaw did not scare me going into tonight. And Manny probably scared Kershaw right off the bat when he hit the bomb in that first inning. So, yeah, I mean, look, the Dodgers won 111 games. Uh, I'm not saying that they're not built for the playoffs. But what I will say is the Padres are playing like a team built for the playoffs. Some good starting pitching, lineup depth, at least for now, and a very strong bullpen. Strong pitching staff. That's what I'm seeing right now. That's what World Series teams look like. And so, look, I'm not, again, I'm not expecting this team to win the World Series or go to the World Series. I went into this series not expecting the Padres to win the series. I wanted it to be competitive. Maybe do a game five or something, or a game four at least. But, and that's exactly what we're going to get at least. Uh, but they can do it. If they're playing like this, they can do it. And I think that is absolutely huge. Sorry, I'm behind on the comments here. I will get to the post-game comments from players and Bowmel and stuff, but I wanted to make sure I get to your guys' comments. I've already given my thoughts pretty much on this game and just want to hear yours. Uh, Mr. Robot says, gas lamp's going off right now. Dogs are barking, people cheering. So cool to hear the roars from the bars. Yeah, I'm sure there's tons of people. 
Let me put this person in timeout. Sorry about that. We got the momentum, home field advantage, hot lineup. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't know how much momentum there is in baseball, especially when there's an off day tomorrow, right in between game two and three. Like, I guess the momentum is as good as your the next day's starting pitcher is. I don't know if you guys have heard that before, uh, but that's probably what momentum is in baseball. But, um, I mean, I get, your, I get what your point is, Mr. Robot. Yeah, they have the home field advantage two of the next three games, two of the final three games possibly in this series at Petco. They have a hot lineup, but the Dodgers can hit as well. So I do want to make it clear, like, this series obviously is far from over. It's tied. The Dodgers didn't have to win tonight. I think I thought the Padres did. You go down 0-2 to the Dodgers, you're asking for your season to be over. Um, you're asking to not win the series. So, look, I thought they had to win today. Um, but, yeah, I mean, things are going well for the Padres. I will say that. Someone's asking here in the chat how much were tickets for Saturday. I mean, it's sold out, at least on for the Padres. It's sold out. If I look, Padres, Dodgers, like on StubHub, October 14th, Let's say you want two tickets uh, in Gallagher Square. Gallagher Square, so not even a seat inside Petco. But in Gallagher Square, $202 each is what I'm seeing right now. Now, obviously, you can walk around the stadium and stand, but that place is going to be packed. But $200 for those seats on the lawn. Regular season, it's usually like $35 for Padre Dodger games, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, you could say that there's a lot of interest in this series. All right, let's get to some post-game quotes from players. And if there was any announcements or anything, I'll get to that. There's, sorry, there's a lot of tweets that I'm coming across here. By the way, the first Padre to record a postseason save of more than one inning was Goose Gossage. And I don't know if you guys saw, but there was like a duck or a bird on the field today. At Dodger Stadium, sitting on the grass in shallow right field. So that was kind of weird. Uh, but that's another wacky thing that happened in this game. Um, here's Bob Melvin, and this is like two minutes long. Bob Melvin sharing his thoughts on Josh Hader, Robert Suarez, and playing a home playoff game in front of Padre fans on Friday. This is from um, 97.3 The Fan. So let me load that up. Here is that audio. Bob, can you talk about what Hader did? And I know you'd had a conversation about him going forward. Did that go pretty much like what you thought? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's he's ready to play. So, um you know, didn't do it during the regular season. You know, kept his workload at a minimum. He saved those type of things for, for the postseason. He was all for it. He knew that, you know, any runner on and two out, he was going to be coming in for four outs and did, did what we expect him to do. What is your confidence level in Robert Suarez at this point? <laughs> I imagine? Pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that role a lot of times is really the most difficult role when you're coming in, you know, for the starter where there's runners out there. Probably going to go more than one. Have to get out of a jam like that. Get a strikeout, double play. It's easier said than done, but he did it. And you know he's he's really pitched himself into his prominent roles. We have. Well, Bob, what do you think of your guys' play tonight? It seems that you're playing as crisply uh, as you guys have all season. Yeah, and very spirited. I mean, you know, it was a back and forth game. It was you know there was a lot of drama. You know, we take a lead. All of a sudden, they they come right back. Some seemed like it went back and forth the entire game. And then, you know, certainly now you got two out, nobody on in the ninth. And Freeman hits 0-2 pitch that's up around his chin that I don't even know how he gets to. And now all of a sudden, you know, you're you're one pitch away from, from you know, being in trouble again. So uh, it's probably as, as back and forth a game as you're going to see. A lot of drama to it. Fun win. Go to Matt on the right side. Yeah, uh, Bob, going back to San Diego with fans in the stands mm -hmm. for the postseason, Give us a sense of what that may be like for your team and 
just emotionally overall. Yeah, they, they've been waiting for this for a while, and they've supported us all year. You know, it seems like every game we get between, you know, thirty-five and 40,000 people there. You know, the drama that, that took place during the regular season, I think we had 10, 12 walk-offs or something like that that they were a big part of. You know, they incentivize us. We feel like they're part of us. So to be able to reward them, get home, and have some playoff games for them, for them it feels really nice. Yeah, I mean, to add on to Bomo there, I mean, going into the series, we knew we had one playoff game, and I thought that was a win, right? You get a playoff game at home, first time in front of full crowd since 2006. Uh, I was three years old. Like, that's a win, right? But now that they split one of these two games, which is what I wanted, at least, now you get two, at least. Even if the Dodgers win these two games at Petco, you get two. And obviously that allows for more fans to attend um, that don't have season tickets. And obviously you didn't get swept by the Dodgers, right? And so just remaining, having this series remain competitive keeps you in it and continues to give you a chance to win this series. Um, and like I said earlier, the Padres can definitely win this series. Going down 0-2, they weren't going to win the series. But it's 1-1. You have Snell, Musgrove, probably Darvish, next three games if they get to three games, uh, three more. There's at least going to be two. So we get to see Musgrove at home again. Um, with those guys going, the way the bullpen's pitching, the lineup right now, I mean, keep it the way it is. Like, if you're a Padres fan and you don't believe the Padres have a chance to win this series, I don't know what to tell you. Like, did you not watch today's game? Did you not watch yesterday them battle back and make it a game there? Like, this team is fighting. They are in there, you know? You know that little brother? Because I know, you know, LA Times earlier this week uh, calling the Padres the little brother and the adorable little Padres and just totally disrespecting the Padres, I thought, and not realizing this team is different than they were earlier this year. It's not the same team. Um that number five and 14 during the regular season, that doesn't matter anymore. They not realizing that, you know, just disrespecting the Padres. Um, but like, we're not the adorable little Padres. They're in it. They're in these games. They're in this series. It is one, one. And if you believe in this starting pitching, like I do, you believe in this lineup, you believe in the bullpen. I mean, if you don't believe in the bullpen, you're it's idiotic because they haven't allowed a run in the last three postseason games. So there's a lot of things working for them. They have a very good manager. They have a very good coaching staff, I believe. Great pitching coach, I think. I mean, things are working for the Padres. Again, winning tonight doesn't guarantee that they're going to win this series. They could lose the next two at Petco and you know suck against the Dodgers these next two games at home. It'll be very disappointing, but... The way they're playing right now, I don't foresee that happening. And the Padres, they have a very fair chance of winning this series after what I've seen over the last two nights. Um, here's Bob Melvin discussing that Padres pivotal fifth, or excuse me, not the fifth, the sixth inning double play when there was no outs, runners on first and third after the strike, uh, I think there was the strikeout, and then... Everything's mush because of how every there's so many things that happened in this game. Everything is just blending together. But he's talking about the double play that ended the inning when Suarez was on the mound, the four six three double play. So here is that audio again. This is from uh, ninety seven three the fan. Uh, the double play that was turned uh, Cronenworth to uh, Kim in the sixth game one. They turned a huge one in the right. sixth. Tell me in your eyes was how pivotal was that moment for your team yeah that, that was the play of the game so you know there there are certain moments that get lost in the shuffle with the drama at the end of the game but you know strike out double play and have to be perfect on it you know he's got to get rid of it beautifully and and kimmy's got to get get the get to the bag and get rid of it with a runner coming down his throat i mean that that's is the play of the game at the time and you know got the, the momentum back in our dugout anything else for bob we'll finish up here with kevin how do you think that you recovered from what was clearly a missed call on a really nice pitch? Yeah. Uh, you know what? It does, nothing really bothers him. I think it bothers us more so 
And, you know, he just kind of moves on. I've never seen him really too frustrated before. So I, he kind of takes the, you know, I, I, there's nothing I can do about it now. I don't want it to affect me and I just need to move on. And, you know, that's what happens when you're a veteran pitcher that's been through the wars like he has. Yeah, there you go. I think Kevin AC was referring to uh, Darvish and the Muncie at bat. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is huge. Huge win tonight because it keeps them in this series and gives the players, gives the fan base, like myself, the belief that they can win this series. I believe that they could going in. But again, if they went down 0-2 tonight, I didn't think they were going to win. I mean, you're not going to beat the Dodgers three straight times, I don't think. That's a very, very hard ask when they haven't done that at all this year, right? I think they can win two out of three. They definitely can. So here is uh, Jerickson Profar talking with uh, Sammy Levitt, again, 97.3 The Fan, uh, after the game. And he was, he's talking about the fans at Petco and wanting the fans to bring it. Again, $200 tickets for Gallagher Square. That's how hot this ticket is. It's sold out. Secondary market only is where it's available. And it's going to be packed. It is the biggest game at Petco Park in a long time, I would think, right? Here we go. Back and forth. How were you guys able to come out of here with a win? Um, you know, we, we expect to win every, every game, you know, and, you know, we know they have a, a really good team over there. And, you know, every game is going to be a battle, you know, and we expect to win every game. You come up with that big hit in the sixth inning, facing a tough pitcher in Gratterall. What was your approach in that at bat? Just, you know, try to bring at least one run in, you know, and then I did. Going back home to Petco Park, Friday night, game three. What's your message to the fans in San Diego right now? Come to the field, man. We, we are tired to play on the road. You know, we're playing in New York, and we play here. I can't wait to play at home, and I expect every San Diego at, the, at Petco Park. Let's bring it. <laughs> Finally, Robert Suarez, tremendous job out of the bullpen, gets out of a couple of huge jams. Your thoughts on what he did in this game tonight? Man, great, man. He's he's as tough as, as I guess. You know, that's 99 and quick. You know, he's been doing it all season for us. There you go. Profar expects every San Diegan to be at Petco Park. I, I don't think that can happen. There's too many San Diegans, but there's going to be pretty much every San Diegan watching the game in some capacity, either at Petco Park or uh, on TV. I'll say that. Uh, but yeah, what a night, what a game Profar obviously with a big single there and Robert Suarez, he usually doesn't talk to the media because he's a reliever. He's not the closer, but he came up with the biggest outs in tonight's game, pitched that sixth inning, got it out of the jam. I believe it was the seventh where he got out of another one with uh second and third one out, got that grounder and then bases loaded two outs, got the pop out. Uh, so Here's Suarez talking to the media after the game about tonight's outing and uh, how he felt. Yeah, first of all, thank you. Um, you know, obviously in that situation, the mindset is just not give up any runs. You know, that's my focus. That's what my mindset is. Bueno, que durante la temporada, obviamente, tu confianza ha crecido durante pues, los meses de la temporada. Habla poquito de eso y cómo has uh, avanzado en tu confianza. Sí, gracias a Dios he tenido más confianza ahora. Me ha ido muy bien los últimos juegos y espero que siga así. Estoy trabajando, estoy haciendo los ajustes necesarios para ayudar al equipo. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like you said, as the season's gone on, I've gained more and more confidence. And, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, it stays like that. My last few outings, you know, I've had some success, some success excuse me, um, and hopefully I can keep that up. Bueno, que esa primera entrada en donde entraste, sí, pues, el equipo de situación, que esta fue una de las situaciones más importantes del juego. Sí, claro que sí. Eh, las dos situaciones fueron importantes. Es que eh, había corredor en tercero asignado y, y gracias a Dios que, que pudo ser. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, both situations were huge, but in that situation with the runner on third, you know, nobody out. Um, you know, luckily I was able to get the strikeout and then a double play. Just take us out. He felt jogging to the mound in this situation. Bueno, el ambiente, obviamente, aquí en, en este estadio, que como te sentiste corriendo del bullpen a la loma. Bien, bien, siempre es emocionante, porque en todos los estadios siempre es emocionante, y además, aquí estamos en playoff, es emocionante, pero tratamos de enfocarnos, de mantener el enfoque y hacer el trabajo. I felt good, you know, obviously um, a lot of excitement, uh, really every stadium that I play in, but, you know, especially here and given that it's the playoffs, there was a lot of excitement. So, um, but again, I just try to maintain my focus and do my job. There you go. So, sorry, there was the translator there. Uh, so maybe the audio wasn't great, but just pretty much saying that he's uh, he was focused on throwing strikes, just doing his job. And he knew that there was the runner on third there with no outs in that sixth inning. And you just have to execute, get outs. He got the ground ball that he needed. And, you know, that was that. Um, a couple more here. Uh, Juan Soto, he uh, spoke to the media. Here is uh, a little bit what he said. I'll get back to the chat, and then uh, we'll get out of here. What's the difference as far as feeling now? Because of the first struggle with playing those playoffs now. I mean, same thing. They, uh, we have a pretty good team. Both times you faced the Dodgers in the postseason, both 2019 and now, kind of been on the underdog team. Do you like that? All right, so yeah, the audio wasn't great there either. I apologize for that. Um, but yeah, he was just pretty much talking about how, yeah, he loves being the underdog. Uh, it just allows you to be free, allows you to go play free. Um, and he's looking forward to playing back at home, as I think everyone is, you know, the whole team, all the players. I mean, they've been on the road. Their first five games of the postseason have been on the road. And they finished those five games, what, four and two? Or, no, they took two out of three. And then it was two, no, three and two, sorry. They finished those five, I can't even add. But uh, they finished those five games on the road, first five games of the playoffs, three and two, right? Took two out of three from the Mets, split here with the Dodgers. Uh, and now they finally get to go back home, play two games uh, there, hopefully, win those two games, and then they don't have to go back to the Dodger Stadium for Game Five, right? So, yeah, I mean, I would be super excited. I mean, I know that they had a long, extended time to end the regular season at home, like nine straight home games, but playing and and I know that they played better on the road. At least the offense, it feels like they don't really hit at home. But I mean, the way that the offense is performing, I feel like they'll be able to hit at Petco Park. I I feel like they will enjoy having the fans behind them and that extra energy behind them instead of being, you know, booing at them and stuff, have it behind them uh, at home in that environment. You know, I think, I think they're going to, you know, relish that uh, and really, really appreciate that. So an amazing, amazing night. A win against the Dodgers. They did what needed to be done at Dodger Stadium in the first two games of this series, and that was split. Because now you can wash these two games away. Today, obviously, we'll, we'll remember it. It was a great memory. But in terms of the series for the players and the coaches and stuff, you can wash these two games away. You can look at it as a best-of-three series. The players should probably look at it as a best-of-one, like go try to win every game, obviously, because it's the playoffs. But us, we can look at it as a best of three because 1-1, one, one, you just take those games out. It's 0-0. Zero, zero. Best of three, 
win the two of the next three games. You got two of the next three at home. Win them, hopefully these next two. And you accomplished what many thought was impossible. Those doubters, remember, all of those Fox analysts, A-Rod, Frank Thomas, uh, Dontrell Willis, David Ortiz, they all picked the Dodgers. David Ortiz picked the Dodgers to sweep. That's already wrong. Christopher Russo picked the Dodgers to sweep. That's already wrong. Everyone's picking the Dodgers to win this series. Pretty much everyone. I've seen like one person pick the Padres um, of like relevance. So everyone is picking the Dodgers. They're the underdog. You could say they have nothing to lose. Um, go shock the world, right? Why not the Padres? Why not the 2022 San Diego Padres? Their bullpen is elite, the best bullpen in baseball probably right now, I would think. They have really solid starting pitching. A couple of them are elite starters, and Snell can be an elite starter when he pitches well. Um, and this lineup, it's playing better than it has all season long. It is playing well. It is hitting well. It is clicking as a whole at the very right time. The exact time you need it to, it is doing so. And so I believe in this team. I believe this team can win this series. And tonight was a big boost towards that, right? Going down 0-2, you weren't going to win that series. It's 1-1. Anything is possible now. So that was a fun episode. Padres won tonight. Five to three, huge performances by the bullpen. Darvish kept the team in the game. The lineup contributed. Crony had a huge game. Manny had a huge game. And Petco Park, it's going to be packed on Friday. I'll be there, be there Saturday. And hopefully they finish the job by then. Hopefully they finish the job, period. I'll take game five, too. Uh, but here we, here we go. Here we go, Padres fans. Let's go. Why not the Padres? Let's go shock the world, huh? All right, episode 249, Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show is done. This has been presented by Gaglion Bros, Famous Cheesesteaks, and Garlic Fries. Gaglionbros.com is the website. Friars Road is their main uh, restaurant. They're also located inside Petco Park. Friday, Saturday, you'll have the opportunity to go get you some Gaglion Bros. Uh, if you want to, great cheesesteak fries, cheesesteaks, garlic fries. Um, again, gaglionbros.com is the website. They're also at Snapdragon Stadium. So if you're going to the Wave playoff game like I am on Sunday, feel free uh, to have some there as well. Great sponsor of this show. I encourage you to check them out if you have not already. Thank you so much for tuning in. Ben Fadden signing off. Go Pods. <laughs>